Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. Listen up. WinBet is now live in all these states, and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. You're listening to Broncos for Breakfast with Nick Kendall and Scott Kennedy. Welcome in, guys. This is obviously uh, Broncos for Breakfast. We're here with you guys every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday morning at 7.30 Mountain Time at Pretty good. We're pretty good about being on the dot. Maybe we're one or two minutes late sometimes, but, uh, you know, that's okay. Um, and we'll keep going Monday, Tuesday, Thursday for a while. I'm guessing once the draft is over, we might cut it down a little bit because <laughs> there's not as much to talk about. And right. gosh, we, 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 we want to have a summer too, folks. Uh, but welcome in Scott. How are you doing? You got your kid all going. I see your coffee mug is looks pretty full there. Have you had any yet? Yeah, no, this is it. This is it. So, uh, I, I like to say when I start my coffee is like, we're at two minutes and nine seconds now. Hit mark when you can tell the caffeine has kicked in. <laughs> I was a, I had a, about half of a mug this morning, so we're getting it going. We got Dave in the house, Dave Glassman. Good morning, good morning to you, Dave, and also happy belated birthday. It was Dave's birthday on Sunday, I believe. So uh, Dave's been a big contributor to the show and a constant presence in the chat and then in the community. So shout out to you, Dave. Happy birthday. Wanted to give yep. you Dave, a moment. Things are going well. Yep, absolutely. DWI guys in the house morning, gents, uh, Bronco and Broncos country. Thank you so much, Ethan. Good to see you. We got Rod Bass saying hola de Ecuador, BFB y buenos dias today. Didos. I uh, I don't speak spa- Spanish. It says, Baxter. it says hello from Ecuador, Broncos for breakfast and good day. Although it would be buenas, buenas dias all. Buenas. So and good day all. Good morning all. Good day good all. Okay. Yep. I uh, I like an idiot took French in high school because the Spanish teacher was the worst of the two in the general consensus. But Spanish would have been a much better thing to take in hindsight. And I regret it tremendously. Even in 1987, I could see the writing on the wall. Spanish is going to be much more useful in my lifetime. I mean, that's we're a border countries, English and Spanish. Let's learn some Spanish. Um, Now, When I was living in LA, we actually had a, a nanny who was a native Spanish speaker. I'm like, and she said some of her some of her parents didn't want them spe- didn't want her speaking Spanish to the killed children. I'm like, I only want you speaking Spanish to my children. That's it. Yeah. Listen up, Broncos country. Tick Pick should be your first choice to buy football tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees ever. TickPick is the exclusive ticketing partner for the Huddle Up podcast and the Blue Wire Network. Denver Broncos football is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Broncos tickets anymore. Because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. That's right, guys. When we were searching for tickets for the MHH meet and greet for week three at home, Broncos versus Jets, TickPick had us locked down. So visit TickPick.com slash huddle today and use the promo code huddle to save $10 on your first order of Broncos tickets. Yeah, now they'll learn. And uh, but we moved them, moved them out of there too young for them to come become fluent. There's some crazy temperatures uh, that I'm seeing come in here. Um, minus wow. 19, minus 35. I hear 26 and I'm like, I don't want to get out of bed. Yeah, that's uh, that's rough. I'm sorry to hear that. You guys, we got mile high truth coming in. Good morning. Happy snow day in Denver. Yeah, it's snowing a lot. These people must be in Denver and the uh, the plains up north, Wyoming, Montana, etc. U.S. Dave's in the house. Got Clee to the T. I hear Kendall Hinton is having a good training camp. Uh, Scott, good morning to you, Scott. Luke Wright is in the house. Morning, Nick and Scott. Are, how are you guys? Are you guys going to the draft in Vegas? Um, the thing is, the draft itself is not so much a it's become more of a fan event than a covering the team event. Like you're going to get more being in Dove Valley where the Broncos are located for the draft or whatever team you're covering than actually being in 
uh, Vegas for the draft. So it would be fun. I've never been to Vegas. I'm not really much of a gambler, but I'm here for the, uh, I've never been to Vegas. I've never been to California. I've never been to Vegas. I've uh, traveled a lot. Everything's by car. So if it's a past the Rockies, I probably haven't been there until moving out here. (laughs) Um, But uh, I don't think I'd been west of the Mississippi until I was in my twenties. Yeah. You know, just everything was North South from South Florida to uh, New York to Canada, actually. But I hadn't been until I was, Maybe I went to, I don't really even count New Orleans. I went to New Orleans in my twenties, but I think it was 2002. So I was 29 or 30 before I'd gone really West of the Mississippi when I did a California trip. Yeah, there you go. Well, I turned 30 in less than two weeks. So maybe I'll have to head on mm-hmm. down to California. I've been to Europe. Birdies are great, man. Hopefully you've, you know, especially, you know, dual, and they call them dinks, dual income, no kids, you know, yep. where you can go yeah. travel. That's what, that's what I did in my, my thirties. And then, you know, forties, I'm, having kids <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, thank you luke for the question we'll see what happens i know but scott is going to be down in mobile for the senior bowl which is definitely a a bigger event for some people like scott and i uh just for the actual football that's happening compared to the pageantry that is the draft has become so uh make sure you're following scott and i um so we can tell you what's up with the senior bowl what's going on down there a lot of uh, a lot of quarterback stuff that's going to happen so it'll be great um, we got Jeremy in the house. Sorry, I got a little bit of hiccups there. Good morning, Broncos fan. Great to see you. EJ's in the house. Good morning, Nick and Scott in Broncos country. DBA's in the house. Awesome to see you. There's a name I don't rem- don't recognize so much. Eric, uh, Clee forgot he was in here talking about Kendall Hinton there. I think. Yeah, um, good morning. Just messing around, reading through off seasons. You know, Clee Clee's yeah. a lot sarcastic, y'all. If y'all haven't figured that out, mm-hmm. so he should be talking about the uh, the big quarterback 50-50 battle any minute now. Yeah, exactly. Clayton's in the house. Sean Burns is in the house. Bron- Bama X, Mike Givens, Keith Cummings. We got a lot of Jamal Killings in the house. And we got Peter in the house. Uh, yeah, Peter with I'm- some stars on this comment. It says, so Hackett left without signing. I think that's a good thing. Be thorough and patient with the last three candidates. If they aren't invested, then they're the wrong candidate. There's a certain thought process that goes in there, too. Uh, remember, you're not, this isn't the draft. Um you don't have the first pick and you're not on the clock. So if you want your guy, if you if you think you've got him, then you might want to accelerate the process. If you feel like you're in a pretty good spot and okay, I've got my pick of these three guys. Yeah. Then, then be thorough, but these guys have other options. And they might start getting cold feet too. Uh, like, listen, you know, I, I've got an offer here and you know, I'm one of three over here and I'm going to go take the one, the burden hand. So there, there is something to this. Um, you know, be thorough and all of that type of thing. But the, the process for this didn't start two weeks ago. You know, the vetting process for these guys started when George Payton took the job, maybe even beforehand, honestly, uh, when yeah. you start thinking about Dan Quinn. So, um, you know, if you want your guy, um, it, it's 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 go get him time. Yeah. And I mean, it's possible that, you know, when I th- sometimes I think that Broncos country, and this is true for all fan bases, but just because part of Broncos country. I see it this way. We're too close to the situation. Um, so we kind of have, you know, don't have perspective on the general NFL landscape. And when it comes to Dan Quinn um, and Nathaniel Hackett, the Broncos right now aren't just interviewing those guys. They're interviewing the Broncos. What, what is, mm-hmm. what can you guys do to make sure that you can execute my vision to empower me to do the best job that I can do and uh, go down. If I do go down, go down the way that I want to knowing that I had control over the situation. So uh, Dan Quinn, possible to Denver. You know, there's been a lot of linkage there, but the New York Giants is a position or a coaching job where they're a renowned franchise. Their ownership group is considered one of the most loyal and stable in football. Uh, The NFC East is way more up for grabs than the AFC West. Uh, He already kind of knows the landscape of the NFC East coming from Dallas. And uh, he's, he's a New Jersey native. That's his, that's his squad growing up. So uh, Dan Quinn, maybe he prefers the Giants. We'll see what happens. He's still going to interview the Broncos today, I believe. It's uh, the, he had a Giants interview yesterday, but doesn't mean even if he is the favorite, Broncos have to sell him too. And same thing with Hackett. If Hackett says, you know, Denver's in a good spot overall, but you don't have a quarterback. Jacksonville, they got this guy named Trevor Lawrence, and despite what some people are trying to write his uh, a great his tombstone early. Still really, really, really talented and young. I'd rather go work with Hackett than have to go up against the likes of Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes with question mark at quarterback. So and who knows? Who knows? The expectations, I think you'd get a little more patience. You know, Urban Meyer being fired mid-first season notwithstanding. That's more about Urban Meyer than the culture there. 
God, there might be a little less pressure to begin with. Um, yeah. You can you can mess up your first one, uh, you know, talking about Quinn, but you got to nail your second timeout. You're, you got to you really got to nail being a second time head coach. After that, you know, if you fail twice, then it's going to be it's it becomes tough to go get a third gig. The second one, okay, uh, the third one's going to be tough. So they've they've got to be sure about this. Mm-hmm. Um, the other side of this, so not to talk out of both sides of my mouth again, is once they get a head coaching job, they're set financially for life. So there's not that much pressure, except, you know, the pressure you put on yourself as a competitor. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the culture, that's a good thing about Denver is the culture in Denver is not going to be a system shock to anybody. Um, you know, if you go from, if you go from, I'm going for Green Bay and I'm interviewing the Rams, that's, that's drastic. That's, that's very different. Uh, Denver is much more open to, it's more neutral <laughs> compared mm-hmm. to say, New Orleans Saints versus oh San Francisco 49ers. You know, that's a that's a wild culture shock. Denver is yeah. somewhere in the middle of those, so it's not too crazy. So even the hometown guy might have a little pull for Dan Quinn in New York. Denver's not a not a bad option there either, as far as competing with a hometown team. Not at all. Not at all. Um we also got Miguel coming in. Miguel always likes to support us. So good morning to you, Miguel. Uh looked like you were picking one up there, Scott. I'll yeah, Dave came it. back in with some stars too. Yeah. Uh Heart more and more. I'm hoping for an offensive-minded head coach. Thank you, Nick. Oh, again, happy birthday, Dave. It's great to see you. Thank you for your support. Uh, offensive-minded head coach, just if we're playing the probabilities, uh, two or three, right? That's uh, You're hoping for that one to come down the tracks there. We'll see if it plays out that way. I, You guys heard me say it from the beginning. I'm kind of just tossing my hands up in the air and being like, we're going to see how it plays out with the head coaching position. I don't have my eggs all in one basket with any of these guys, and I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt because – I'm very much, I mean, I'm a scientist. I like to, to work with what I can observe and replicate and experiment with. And it's much easier to watch, put up, you know, a Broncos versus Steelers last year and see the Broncos run defense getting their teeth kicked in by a terrible offensive line than it is for me to understand what Dan Quinn's exact responsibilities are with Dallas or with Atlanta, et cetera, et cetera. So not, not making, not making anything up there. Um, they think they're all quality, but Again, they also probably all don't matter unless they have a quarterback. So it's that, it's that fatalism uh, coming back around. Ethan coming in, 50 pounds. God bless you, Ethan, man. You are – I'm going to have too much coffee. This is going to be incredible. Food for thought for on Broncos for breakfast. If the Broncos were to acquire a quarterback via trade, the 2022 cap hit for them, Rodgers, $27 million, Wilson, $24 million, Cousins, $35 million, or Ryan, $23 million. This assumes no new contract or other teams paying for some of the salary. Contribution to the higher Nathaniel Hackett fund. Yeah, I – I think the likes of, I think all these guys would probably come in with a renegotiated contract. I think that's that's the reality of it, especially Cousins because he only has one year left. I think the other guys have multiple years left, uh, but I know Cousins does for sure. But I think every single one comes in with a reworked, redone contract. So looking looking at the contract break, breakdown for Matt Ryan, part of his a big part of his uh, cap number is a roster bonus. So his base salary is only sixteen two. Yeah. Um, you know, so if that's that's what you're offering Atlanta, you know, yeah, we'll pick up a salary. And would he be worth 16? Sure. Sure. He would. Would Kirk Cousins be worth 16? Yeah. Are any of these guys worth 40 million? You know, the 35 million that that uh, Kirk Cousins is. Well, maybe, maybe I, I might I might dip 35 million for Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson. Maybe. Uh, but that becomes when you start talking about being able to build a team around him, it starts becoming prohibitive when you're taking up 20% of your, your salary cap, but Matt Ryan's his is convincing Terry Fontenot and the Atlanta Falcons that, listen, you're going to give up 20% of your cap for a guy that's going to be playing somewhere else. You know, that's, that's a little bit of a tough sell uh, is how much of that do they want to eat? It makes so much more sense for Matt Ryan for one more year, but one more year behind that offensive line, you know, Matt Ryan might be, you know, in a wheelchair, Um, you know, one more year behind that offensive lines, like dog years, that's like seven years for, for Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. So you just don't know what you're going to get. Um, but yeah, several, several guys in there. The good news is, and that's why Denver gets linked with every, you know, possible available quarterback in the NFL is one, they don't have a bona fide starter and two, they got a ton of money. Yep. There's your option for your quarterback. So, uh, appreciate the comment, uh, Ethan, uh, good work on that. Yeah, and the other factor, the Broncos are bleeping desperate 
for a quarterback to come in and do something here. Desperation can lead to some rash decisions. So hopefully the Broncos don't do that. Um, you know, you, I would much rather they kick the can again and pull a milk toast Teddy Bridgewater style trade versus trading a first round pick for a Carson Wentz or giving up multiple day capitals and, and extending the fifth year option on a Sam Darnold. Those are the moves that scare the heck out of me because not only do you commit to the wrong guy, then it's two or three years down the road ramifications from that decision. Um, and the right now, the Broncos, like one of the main keys for the Broncos is, oh, they have the extra cap space. They are flexible. It's because they didn't pull that trade where they're shooting themselves and the, you know, what, uh, losing that flexibility. So, uh, there is something to be said about frugality. Is that a word frugality? being frugal? There, there is Nick, but there's also part of it. It's like, listen, as a fan, I'm not getting any kickbacks on that money we saved. Yeah. You know, go out and go out and spend the money and, and go get players and win. Yeah. Um, so I, I get it at, at a point there's hope for it. Like, yeah, we can, but at a point you, you, you gotta get off the pot. You know, mm -hmm. you, you gotta, you gotta pull the trigger and go get some of those guys. Cause if I, if I go through multiple years of, Hey, we've got 30 million in cap space again. Yeah. Well, damn dude, come on, spend it. We could use some help in a few of these areas. So I, yeah, willing to, willing to give the benefit of the doubt in the short term. Um, but you know, you're going to have to solve this problem quickly, or you're going to be looking for, you know, a new set of administrators and coaches yeah. in two, three years again. Yeah. And I know and everybody's I appreciate pretty... the stars and good morning down and over, over in Tucson down for Nick. Um, he says, good morning Broncos uh, for breakfast, Nick and Scott and go Broncos. Absolutely. Mark Schrader coming in with some big stars. Mark Mark has been stepping up huge lately. Yeah. So it's good morning yeah. from Texas. I know I'm the minority. Don't assume. But aren't we setting ourselves up for the same thing that happened when Peyton retired by going after Rodgers for two to three years? See, this is the one that I don't get. You mean winning a Super Bowl? You know, yeah. um, <laughs> that I, I could just stop there. You know, yeah. winning a Super Bowl. If you set yourself up to win a Super Bowl, don't you want to do that? Wouldn't that be a good thing? Now, yeah. forget Peyton Manning. Let's take Peyton Manning out of it. Was you didn't give anything up for Peyton Manning, really? He didn't. Didn't he sign as a free agent? You didn't free give agent. anything up for him. Yeah. So, the years following Peyton Manning were more about crap coaching and management than what you got, what you had to give up for Peyton Manning. The risk that you have right now in your mind is I'm going to have to give up too much, and it's going to hurt me in the future with Aaron Rodgers. Um, but I should have decent. Uh, I should have decent management i should have decent coaching that can help mm -hmm. alleviate some of those problems and by the way when aaron Rodgers comes off the book so will his 30 something million dollars yep. you know so i can dip right back into the free agent pool and maybe i find in, in two or three years maybe i find the quarterback of the future maybe you, you it's it's drew lock over the course of you, all these maybes but if you've got a shot to win the super bowl at a reason, at a semi, you can you can even be a little unreasonable cost. You know, maybe you overspend a little bit. You know, don't go away with this three first round picks, multiple second round picks, and a and a, and a former first round player. Forget that. That's too much. But you know, I know you, you, it's just I read this comment and I see it a lot, and it's it's read like a bad thing. You know, there's there's a lot of us that have never won a freaking Super Bowl. Yeah, I'd give up five years. Give up five years every ten years anyway. I'll yeah. take a Super Bowl. Yeah, I uh, thank you so much, Mark, for your support and uh, coming in and joining us pretty consistently here on Broncos for Breakfast. I get your sentiment here about it, the fatalism or just, you know, kind of shrugging at it. It's like if you bring in Rodgers, then you're going to be back in the same spot in two to three years. That means we had a two to three year window of reprieve from this absolute horror show that has been the Broncos under center since Peyton Manning walked out the building. Uh, so I think you get that windows are hard to get in the NFL. And once you're in that window, you should go for it. Just ask the Rams. Uh, do you think they're where they're at right now? If they don't trade for Von Miller, I don't think so. Um, so if you have a chance to go get Aaron Rodgers, even if it's for two to three years, you at least you have a, a very plus solution. Uh, maybe the best quarterback in football at the position for two to three years. And then you hope that they can get it right after that. But at least if you don't get Rogers, you could still be in the same situation as post Rogers retiring uh, in two to three years. So if you have a chance to bring in that guy and the contract makes sense, I say, or the, the trade capital that you're giving up makes sense as well. Definitely, definitely go for it. He's that talented. Also, 
this roster is essentially ready to go now. Yes, it's not the perfect roster. You need right tackle. You need edge rushing help like crazy. Probably can use another defensive back. But none of that even matters. It doesn't even matter if you don't have a quarterback. So if you can get in, bring in Rodgers, and then we have to go back to searching for a quarterback in two to three years, I am going to relish in those two to three years where we don't have to worry about uh, potentially taking a crap quarterback in a bad class. Yeah, there's there's no guarantee whatsoever that in two to three years, no matter what, you're not in this scenario. Yeah, there's there's no guarantee. So, OK, we could invest in a, a quarterback. He could bust could have to invest in another one. Maybe, you know, maybe in two or three years. So there is no guarantee. So, uh, again, it's got to be reasonable. It's got to be even just a little bit on the unreasonable side to to get him. Um, would I prefer Russell Wilson? Maybe. And I think sometimes that might be the other discussion. It's like, well, wouldn't we be better off Russell Wilson? Maybe. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe you would. I, I can live with that one for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I don't want to give up too much for any of these guys because you don't, you know, win the future by mortgaging the future completely. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there is no guarantee that you're not in this position in three years in, unless you go get a Russell Wilson type, a younger, good veteran quarterback. And there aren't many of those available. Yeah. If you can get a guy, I say, uh, I say go for it. And I see that I did not bring in Twitch uh, the first time. So Twitch is joining us now. Uh, thank you f- uh, for somebody for pointing it out in the comments. Michael Ronquillo, thank you as well, buddy. With the, co- with the, co- with the coffee mug. So uh, appreciate you, Michael. Michael, shoot me an email uh, at skinnity at gmail.com. If I haven't sent you a mug, if you don't have one already, shoot me an email, skinnity at gmail.com. I want to get you a Broncos for breakfast mug. Even if you're not a coffee drinker, you can put your pens in it or something. Uh, appreciate all the support, Michael. Yeah, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Um, you mentioned the package for Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if you saw the interview with The Athletic yesterday where they mentioned four first-round picks for Rodgers. But it wasn't just Rodgers. It was also Devontae Adams. Devontae and you're talking Adams. about bringing Devontae Adams, too, who, for my money, is probably the best wide receiver in football right now. I think that cost starts to make sense. Um because you're jumpstarting the offense as well. It's not all brand new chemistry. You know that there's going to be instant uh, chemistry with Adams well, and a couple Rogers. of couple of things on that. How old is Devontae Adams? See, 28, oh. 29. Yeah, he's he's right bumping up against his peak. Yeah, but so again, prime. You're, so he's in his prime yeah. years. Yeah. Okay. But a couple, lines a couple up with things on this. One, as we've talked about, you can't get four first round draft picks. So let's say it's three and then maybe one of your first round caliber receivers. Maybe it's three first round picks and Jerry Judy. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm, I'm considering it. But the other part of this is, you know, there there's talk about okay, they're going to tag Devontae Adams with a franchise tag. They're in a world of hurt in the in, in the salary cap. They have to start looking at where they can make some contract changes. <clears throat> and tagging Devontae Adams sends them in the wrong mm-hmm. direction. The other part of that, he's he's only got one year left on his deal. You know, wait him out. You know, wait wait him out. Uh, wait him out one more year. Uh, and if they tag him, so be it. But, you know, don't give up too much for a guy that's only got one year left on his deal. Uh, you know, that's when teams start getting a little bit more desperate. The franchise tag helps alleviate that for sure. Yeah. But don't overpay for a guy that's got one year left on his deal who's going to lose his offensive coordinator, maybe his quarterback. You know, Devontae Adams is going to be kicking up a fit yeah. to to want to get out of there if, if yeah. all these guys end up leaving him. So I, I'm not packaging... If it gets me Aaron Rodgers, I'm, I'm, I'll talk about it. You know, maybe three yeah. firsts and a, you know, and a, and a, for, and a former first rounder, Noah Fant, Jerry Judy, etc. But don't overpay for for don't overpay for a guy that you might be able to get in a year for nothing. Yeah, absolutely. Wombat coming in. Don't recognize the name, but uh, welcome in Wombat. I think Dan Quinn's going to go to New York. To me, it's Hackett or O'Connell. That'll be fine. Um, I'm fine with any of these guys. Uh, we'll see what happens. We got Tommy talking about Matt Ryan. The Falcons came out and said they're not trading Matt Ryan this year, right? Is that kind uh, of? No. Uh, actually, Chris Mortensen said that, and um, he said that Arthur Smith went to went to blank, the, the owner, and, and lobbied saying, you know, I, I want him to be my quarterback. Arthur Smith was pissed. Pissed. Hmm. He goes, that was nonsense. I, I think I've, I've got a a video of it up on uh, up and around. He was pissed. He was like, that's not how we do things. Terry, the general manager, Terry and I worked together on everything. I said, this is complete nonsense. So he, he didn't shut the door. He says, you know, he didn't close the door on Matt Ryan being open for a move for a move. Yeah. 
No, that's well, Tommy coming in though. I'll take Matt Ryan and Calvin Bridley for two first, two third rounders now. So we eat 40 million. You take Locke, Judy, Patrick, and a 2024 20, fourth. Uh, trade you lock those guys. I would not trade either Judy or Patrick for Ridley. Um, I don't think there's any reason to do that. Ridley's pretty good, but he's a little bit older too. And um, I don't know, a little bit finesse for me um, on the field, but he's a good player, no doubt. Um, and Matt Ryan, got to see mean, him on the field. That's I'm trying to tiptoe around that one. Um, but that's part yeah, of it. It when is part when of you it. Start yeah. talking about Calvin Ridley. You, you've you've got to see him on the field. Yeah. You know, if uh, if we're playing Madden, that makes sense. Yeah. Um. But uh, other than that, you know, and, and like I said, I think uh, and you, you wouldn't eat the 40 million um, of Matt Ryan's contract. It would be less because so much of that was in signing bonus um, that he's already had his dead cap, his base salary. Like I said, it's just 16. It's his it's his dead cap number and his total cap number based on the restructures that are so. Um, the only thing I can think of is like, you know, choking. It's you, you want to gag on it like, ugh. You know yeah. what? This is this is how much it is, and the, the, the worst part of it is, it's not just him. Yeah. You know, Jake Matthews has a contract like that. Deion Jones has a contract like that. Shoot, they're still paying Julio Jones on a contract like that. It's yeah. uh, it's bad. It's real bad. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Tom Ward coming in saying, uh, "Let's rash decision." Jimmy G in here now. How bad could it be? And cheaper than Rodgers trade. Uh, Jimmy G. He's just so Jekyll and Hyde out there. Um, I don't know if he sees the field the best. Some of his throws are pretty great, actually. Uh, but he's always, you're just waiting for the shoe to drop watching Jimmy G play. When is he going to make the boneheaded throw that's going to cost his team the game? Um, I'll tell you, man, my uh, my Iowa Hawkeye fandom in me is like, that's how you can win football games with a quarterback almost objectively trying to lose you the game and you still win because your special teams and defense and <laughs> the, offensive uh, line get it done. The objectively wild pitcher. You know, oh my god, yeah. uh, it's like you know, Greg Maddox said he would never have a no hitter and he didn't because he threw around the plate so much. Meanwhile, yeah. Nolan Ryan, you know, leads in strikeouts, walks, and no hitters because you never know where the ball's going to come. That's yeah. that's okay with a pitcher if you've got an arm like Nolan Ryan, yeah, maybe not so great with Jimmy G. Uh, someone's going to overpay Garoppolo, someone's okay. going to someone's going to go in and way overpay him. Think of what you know, we talk about what could Drew Locke have been with you know, uh, under a different system. If he's playing, if he's playing the Steve Tannehill role under Arthur Smith and the Tennessee Titans the last three years, it's, it might be a different narrative. Jimmy Garoppolo's had Kyle Shanahan and we still mm -hmm. have all of these questions. What's he going to be if he's, if he, if he leaves, you know, what's he going to be someplace that isn't necessarily as good for him as Mike McDaniel and Kyle Shanahan. Then, then what? Then I mean, you're stuck with a three year, then you're stuck with a Teddy Bridgewater contract, three yeah. years, $66 million, Carolina Panthers. Come on, man. No. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Not for me. Um, Jimmy G is a fine quarterback. And if you traded a third round pick for him to pay him 25 million next year, I'd be okay with that. Um, I, cause it'd be short term, especially if he's coming with somebody from that San Francisco staff to help, uh, integrate and implement the San Francisco West coast offense, uh, back in Denver. Oh, looks like it's out. We need a little bartender. We need a refill. Um, but uh, I used to work at a restaurant where they had breakfast and man, the, uh, some of the old people, they wanted their coffee so hot that I just like Satan himself would spit it out and say, this is too hot. Hot for me. coffee is like cold beer. If it's super hot, you can't taste it. So the older generation, even older than me, yeah, I know that's possible, was drinking crap coffee. You know, yeah. the Starbucks generation and the craft beers all changed in the 90s. Yeah. Um, you, you, the, the American public has been duped into thinking that ice cold beer is good beer because if it's super cold, it numbs the taste buds and you can't taste it. And if it actually warms up and you taste it, you're going to realize it's garbage. Mm. It's a little bit like that with coffee. If it's bad coffee, I have to drink it hot. Um, once it's, <laughs> and once when it's like, I was like, Oh, this is terrible. And then, you know, one of the kids says, then why are you drink it, daddy? Mm, you'll understand one day. Um, and hot coffee is a lot the same way they're used to drinking garbage coffee. So it's gotta mm. be super hot. So that anyway, there's your the culinary lesson for the day. Yes, have, the caffeine has kicked in. We're at 29 minutes even. <laughs> uh, my Speaking of bad beer, good beer, I have some buddies who live out here, and they're big IPA drinkers, you know, Seattle, whatever. They actually, college roommates, people that actually introduced me to start drinking IPAs, and unfortunately who I am today. Um, <laughs> love, love a good hop. Uh, but hey, they frost their glasses, and it just drives me insane because that just totally kills the flavor of the beer. And it's like, if you're drinking like, you know, a Bud Light, a frosted glass makes sense. Cause who cares? But you're drinking like a expensive 
can IPA. Like, the, what are you doing? Drives me insane. Right. Drives me insane. One more, and then we're going to get to Peter here. It was I was reading through a, a beer review in my early 20s. and it was This guy's name was Michael Jackson. Not the same Michael Jackson. But it was under Corona. And the, the heading, I'll never forget. The, the description was, originally brewed as a thirst quencher for Mexican labor workers until it came across the border and caught on with the South Texas yuppies and was sold as a premium brand. Like, this, this stuff was... Great marketing. Again, this was originally brewed as a thirst quencher for Mexican labor workers. But through nice marketing alignment, super ice cold, we're selling it at a premium in, in, in the United States because we're suckers. Yep. Peter, yep. no sucker here, Peter. No. So are you surprised that no team has announced a head coach yet? What are your predictions of head coach signings for a few other teams? It's, it's a little bit like, again, it's going to be a little bit like the draft. Once the first domino falls or recruiting, if you follow recruiting and the quarterbacks, once the first top quarterback picks his school, then the dominoes start to fall. Yep. So premium jobs right now, Denver Broncos, New York Giants, Jacksonville Jaguars are going to get the last pick. <laughs> Nobody wants to say, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go ahead. You know, I'm, I'm, we'll get back to you. We'll, we'll get back to you, Jacksonville. Appreciate the offer. Um, Give me a couple days of sleep on it while I'm waiting on somebody else to offer me a head coaching job. Um, so once the first domino falls, I think we'll start seeing them go pretty rapid fire. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of these teams are going to have to get their coaching and everything set up here because the senior bowl is what? Eight days away from starting. Is it, this is the first day of Tuesday? Tuesday's practice. Yep. So a week, a week from, from today. today. A week from today. So I'm guessing you're going to see some hires this week because people are going to want to get their coaches and staffs down to Mobile. Uh, for the senior bowl, but we'll see what happens. But thank you very much for your comment, Peter. What am my prediction? I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to say Dan Quinn. Uh, that's the one that's he's going to be hired. I think he's going to pick Denver in the end, but uh, we'll see. Um, he might not even get out of uh, Denver for that. And uh, after his second interview, uh, we'll see though. I, I did you see that on Twitter yesterday? Probably a little late for you. There was a whole um, following the private charter plane from DIA. They, uh, they were reading it during the show last night. It reminded yeah. me of, it reminded me of coaching searches in college yep. uh, with the private airports and stuff. It's a little tougher to do, you know, when you're flying into, into Denver. Yeah. Um, but th th that, that the flight tracking numbers and you know what, there's something to that. Yeah. You know, you got a chartered plane and it keeps staying. They keep pushing it back, keep pushing it back, keep pushing it back. Makes me think, man, this, this ain't a done deal. You know, even no. if Quinn wants the Broncos, it's not a done deal that the Broncos are absolutely 100% want Quinn. Yep. And it was, it might be uh, still upstairs here. I'll be right back. Um, yeah, the, so the Broncos had hack it in for nine hours, uh, yesterday, which was a pretty good time. Multiple had... beanies today. I got my, I got my yin and the yang and I got my, uh, my Braves beanie. My Broncos beanie still upstairs by the television where I was watching football all weekend. $100 super chat and Scott wears them all for the whole episode. Um, but uh, where's the beanie? Scott Ethan has it upstairs. We got Elliot D coming in. Good morning, gents. Thanks for the content. Thank you for your support, Elliot. Um, I'll let Scott kind of peruse to make sure that we're not missing anybody here. U.S. Dave says he loves his beanie. Um, but I am uh, right now. I still say it's going to be Quinn. Uh, Hackett was in, though, for nine hours yesterday for our interview tour facility question and answer session. So there's a really good chance that Hackett comes in, and I think the chemistry changes a bit with the Packers going down in the first round because now the Aaron Rodgers stuff just increases in probability ever so slightly. Um, so we'll see what happens. But if Peyton thinks that he can pull in Aaron Rodgers along with uh, because he has Hackett and Getzey or whoever, that changes that changes things for me. I was not expecting the Packers to lose first round. I was expecting them to ride all the way to the Super Bowl, and then Aaron would either return to go again or retire maybe even uh but you know that's uh we'll see what happens well i think one of two things happen bounced early we talked about what are the two things that happen you get bounced early and you feel like you're too far away or you win the whole thing those are the two most likely things to happen for aaron mm -hmm. Rodgers to want to go frankly he may want to go anyway you know yeah. it's it's time for a i need a i need a culture change you know it's been kind of a tumultuous 12 months um i, I need a i need a new I don't want to play in zero degrees on anymore on, yeah. <laughs> on playoff games. So and there was some fallout, obviously, from the Packers losing the way they did everything. But there's been some anonymous NFL people that have come out and been like, you know, comparing Rodgers to Brady, saying like Rodgers is not focused enough anymore, doesn't love the game enough. You know, he has other interests. You know, I roll in where it's compared to Tom Brady. All Tom Brady wants to do is talk ball. 
I think maybe that's that could be coming from somebody who's trying to maybe take a second round pick and turn it into a third round pick in a trade. But uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Most of the people that write that stuff resented athletes in high school because they weren't one and they were jealous of them. So let me give you a little uh, uh, just a little insight into the national media. Most of them were most of them grew up resenting athletes in high school. So take that and, and think of that. Keep that in your mind every time you read something negative about one of these athletes. Yeah. Nope, for sure. It's uh, I mean, he went down again and maybe there is something to be said about Rogers not having the clutch factor, given that he's been to one Super Bowl in his career. But I th- especially because the AF, it's not like the NFC has had a gauntlet of elite quarterbacks every single year like the AFC has had in the Brady Roethlisberger Manning era uh, to overcome. So I don't, I don't know the Packers well enough to look at his contract and say how much of that again is if you pour too many resources into a quarterback, what are they able to put around him? Um, which also might be why he was so pissed when they use a first round draft pick on a quarterback. It's like, listen, we need some help. Yeah. Uh, can help Brad coming in. Um, he came with some stars. It was blank. So I wanted to make sure I highlighted your comment. Um, thank you for the support. Brad it says, I think Hackett and Getsy come to Denver, but I don't see Peyton giving up too much draft capital for a QB that has maybe two or three years left best in the tank. I agree again. What's I don't think him. I don't see him giving up too much for anybody. You know, yeah. there's a there's a price. Everybody's everybody's got a price. Old Teddy Biasi. Everybody's got a price. Yeah. And you don't win short term or long term by overpaying. It, it comes back to bite you. It just does. Yeah. yeah. Uh, to the last point of that, though, you say, and I don't see Peyton paying overpaying for two to three years of Rogers. If Peyton can't figure out the quarterback position in the next two to three years, he's gone. He's fired kaput. So um, there's a little bit of pressure on him there. It doesn't have to be solved this season, but if he sees Rogers slash whoever as the best window to solve that quarterback position conundrum in the next two to three years, then that could be an issue. Also the thing with Peyton is let's say he doesn't take a first round quarterback this year. Cause he thinks 2023 is better. That rookie quarterback could look a lot like the rookie quarterbacks looked this season. And what does that mean? Mm-hmm. It means that despite they made that big investment on the quarterback, the team still sucks and they don't have a great quarterback play that season. So that's, you're talking three years down the road. And at that point, Peyton could be gone. So uh, you have to look at it like that as well. I mean, he already has one year in the books. Yeah. It was a red shirt year, whatever the hell that narrative was. It's a year of football. It counts just the same. Um, So the window is he's on the clock now and he has to figure out the quarterback position in the next two to three seasons, at least, you know, make some sort of play at the position. And if Rodgers is the best one in that window, I think he should shoot because if he gets that one right and the Broncos are good there, guess what he does? He buys himself another two to three years after Rodgers to figure it out because yep. right now he's on that two to three clock today. In my yeah, opinion. And, you, and you get a Super Bowl in there or, you know, at least knock on the door, come close. You get more than two or three years. You you get you get a, a much longer uh, rope. And, uh, you know, that was one of the things. You know about the the one of the commentaries about Vic Fangio and, and choosing Teddy Bridgewater and to win now is like that was very selfish. He was just out to save his job. Yes, <laughs> what do you expect him to do? I'm not saying he made the right decision, but he was coming off two losing seasons. He had to win this season, and if he didn't think he could do it with Drew Locke, then he needed to do it with someone that he thought he could win with. Not, like I said, I'm not saying not pointing towards his evaluation skills, but yeah. Every coach is out there to save his freaking job. Are you kidding me? Come on. Coach's job is to win the game, the next game on the schedule. General yeah. manager is the one that needs what, to have the most. What did uh, Jerry Glanville say, for, you know, 30 years ago? What's the NFL stand for? Not for long. Yep. Um, Jan Cruz coming in says, any news on Watson? The news on Watson is going to be the same for a long time because it's tied up in the legal process. And lawyers on both sides of a legal process are actually incentivized to drag things out as long as possible so they can make more money. So it's a conflict of interest with your clients who are just taking more money and pouring it into the legal system. So that's one of the reasons why it takes so freaking long. Yeah. Uh, that isn't going to change anytime soon. Uh, I remember here, remember reading in over the summer, it was like February, like the next thing that could come up would be February. So I don't know, unless there's a settlement, this thing is going to drag out for longer than his career is going to last. Yep. Yep. Uh, Jan, any news on Watson? It's still in the legal process. Uh, will he be traded this offseason or not? Will he even come off the commissioner's exempt list? I don't know. I mean, there's 24, I think, individual cases or suits that are against Rod or against Watson right now. So I uh, need to let that 
play out and see what happens. <laughs> um, but it's a, uh, I don't think anything's going to happen with Watson in Denver as long as that is hanging over his head. Um, that's that's some serious stuff. Uh, Clee to the T coming in $2 saying only 98 more for the for the Scott to wear every single beanie he owns. Well, we can get it in there, guys. That's a be lot. Great. Actually, I've given a couple away. So, uh, But I've got a couple of Chelsea, Braves, Yin and Yang, yeah. Broncos for breakfast. I like beanies. I'm a, I'm a beanie guy. I like my head to be nice and warm. Nice and toasty. Well, thank you so much, Clee, for that. Um, so the Broncos let Hackett out yesterday. They're bringing in Dan Quinn. Uh, I still want to pick your brain more on Dan Quinn. We're going to get out of here in the next, you know, five to 10 minutes, folks, because off season, keep these shows a little bit shorter, a little bit more con- uh, concise or succinct. We got the million dollar man, Ted DiBiase. Everybody's got a price. Everybody's got a price. Yeah. I was a, I was a wrestling geek. Are any of these guys any good anymore? You know, the rock won me over uh, stone cold. Steve Austin won me over, but you know, from my eighties and nineties guys, but are any of the new guys any good? Or is it, is that the way I keep seeing all the old guys? in their 60s out there headlining the the Royal Rumble. There's one of them that was a former Iowa Hawkeye football player. Um, that's I can't even Ray Ortega maybe is the name. I don't know. Um, but uh, I don't really pay attention to wrestling. Scott, it's it's football 24 seven over here. It's it's draft season. You got to be grinding the tape for the senior bowl. We need to start having some senior bowl conversations here, pulling up the roster and going over some of these guys because that's next week. God, I'm so excited. It's it's really the off season. Um, but Dan Quinn. Who do you think is going to be? Do you think it's going to be Dan Quinn in the end for the Broncos? His interview, I think, is set up today. Uh, going to be there for probably nine hours, or is he going to go with the Giants? I, I, I don't. I really don't know. I don't either. You know, it's again when your when your feelings, which is again when bias your opinion, it makes it hard to make a, a logical decision. That's why when I'm betting, I like to stick away from the teams that I'm watching and just be robotical about it. So I've got a rooting interest in Dan Quinn. I like Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn's a good dude. I like Broncos country. So I'm I'm way too biased for me to, to make an objective guess. But it just, again, Giants make a lot of sense. Go back up to New Jersey, where he's from, play for the New York Giants. Yes, I can totally get on board with that argument. And I understand it completely. Um, and then the Denver Broncos really need an infusion of an offensive guy. So logically speaking, it makes a lot of sense for the Broncos to get Nathaniel Hackett and the Giants to get Dan Quinn. Yep. Yeah, no, that's, uh, it makes a lot of sense. I just, I'm a little bit concerned. Also, Dan Quinn is going to be interviewed for the Bears position as well. So we'll see. And it is Biggie. You're right. Thank you, Michael. Biggie uh, was former Hawkeye football player. So he's my favorite wrestler. Never seen him wrestle in my life, but uh, I'm, I'll boldly say that Biggie's my favorite. Um, Hawkeye wrestling means something else in uh, Iowa. That's the number one wrestling program in the in the country in the world. Um, Penn State's right behind our butt right now, but we'll see what happens. Uh, so yeah, Scott, pivoting real quick because we don't have very much time left. The Senior Bowl is coming up, and quarterbacks are going to be on the mind of everybody in Broncos country and probably Falcons as well. They should probably start to get used to an idea of a, a quarterback. I don't know if you saw that clip I sent you last night. I turned from, it into uh, a story today, actually, Nick. I meant to say thank you for that. So good, yeah, good. thank you. You tell me what, if I see anything that's draft related for the Falcons, uh, jump on it. And when Mel Kuyper says, Hey, look for Malik Willis at eight to the Falcons. I listen. Um, but quarterbacks have, have you watched much of these guys? The, and just to let everybody know the big five of the big six are going to be there. Sam Howell, Kenny Pickett, Carson Strong, Desmond Ritter, Malik Willis. The only one that's not going to be there is Ole Miss's Matt Corral. Uh, but it should be a, a lot of good quarterback, a lot of good reps. Hopefully you can get your eyes on everybody because there's so many talented guys uh, that are going to be there that need to have the microscope. I will. I probably had was able to get video of 40 throws of each quarterback last year, and that's just video. So I'll shoot I'll shoot video on all those guys and try and get all their throws. You know, I want to see I want to see that NFL throw, you know, the when they're running the the, the deep at 20 yard out. You know, that's yeah. that's the NFL throw. Who can make that throw? Um, you won't see the mobility as a factor in this. So this will basically be who is a pro-style NFL quarterback and who's got the arm to do it. Because for all the talk about a mobile quarterback, if you can't make that throw to the deep out, you're not playing in the NFL. Um, yeah. Everything else then is just a bonus. So we'll get to get a good look at that and then factor in in the tape. Oh, yeah, Malik Willis can do all those things. Plus he's an 800 yard rusher. Um, so that won't show up. That won't show up at practice because it's, you, you protect the quarterbacks. They're in red jerseys and all that type of thing. But yeah, I, I'm looking forward to this. And 
last year, the interior line, you know, when we start looking for depth players in the third, fourth round, the, uh, the interior line was really, really good. And I think the defensive line should be a little better this year where you don't typically find guys at the senior bowl is at the skill positions. And, and the quarterback is a, is an anomaly this year. And part of it was, was a strong class last year and a 2020 odd year, but the skill positions, I, I say skill positions are born and linemen are built. The guys that are born, they're gone in three years. They're not seniors. They, they're, they're gone at worst as fourth year juniors. So they enter the draft as underclassmen and they're not there. So you don't go there looking for wide receivers and running backs, except maybe depth guys, usually not quarterbacks, which makes this one kind of special. It's going to make this one really fun. Yeah. I'm looking at the roster right now. There are so many good names. I, you don't really know how many guys, you know, in this, uh, in the draft until you start to look at a list like, Oh, yep. I've watched that one. Oh, yep. I know I have a good, I have a good take on that one, blah, blah, blah. But I'm excited for a lot of these guys, Scott, I know that we both have a offensive line interest. I'm really excited about this tackle group. That's going to be down there. Um, but I really want you, I know that you're down there to do work. Uh, but I want, I want a picture of Scott next to Daniel Falele. Uh, if we can get that, I will be happy. Uh, six, nine, 390 pounds. Probably won't I, be me. I, I keep, I keep my distance when I, I like scouting because my, uh, let's see, introverted nature can mean I can sit in the stands and watch it with a camera and not talk to anybody. Yeah. <laughs> I like talking yeah. to y'all. Do you have a favorite spot that you like to sit when you're taking it in? Uh, I try and go down to where the uh, offensive and defensive linemen are going to be doing their one-on-ones and get as close to them and high so I can see over the crowd um, mm-hmm. in, in there because um, you can see seven-on-seven seven and quarterback throws from a distance. You can sh- I can shoot that entire play from the opposite field, but to really get a good look at offensive and defensive linemen, I like to sit in the corner because they're usually working in the end zones. Yeah, that's... I agree with you there. That's a good one. I'm, I have a hard time sometimes with the practices because my eyes want to go to trench play. And if there's other drills going on, I'm not enjoying them as much. Yeah. You uh, got to focus and say, all right, well, I'll get receivers tomorrow. You can't uh, do I'll everything get them on once. air and just for yeah. some highlight stuff. But when the, when they blow the whistle for one-on-ones on OL and DL, stop what you're doing. That, that trumps everything for good content and maybe not necessarily the evaluation stuff, but for the stuff that you want to, show other people that's the best by far yep. and this comment made me laugh a lot <laughs> scott our little beanie baby i think that's probably the way to get it out of here i'll let you peruse to see if there's any super chats we can do no I think but we're, we're caught up uh you know big thanks to ethan big thanks to michael coming in big michael ronquillo coming in uh big today i, I see i've got a couple of emails sent you know albert knoppers coming in on on stars mm-hmm. um so uh you know clee coming in so lots of of support for the show this morning yeah, and real quick, uh, thoughts on Bailey Zap? Uh, I think it's actually Zappy, which is unfortunate. The aesthetic there is not as good. Zap sounds much cooler. Uh, mm-hmm. But he is a transfer from Houston Baptist, I want to say, to Western Kentucky. They're playing an air raid system. Uh, he's got great touch. I just don't see – you talk about you know guys with the athleticism and whatnot, but they have to be able to hit that 10, 15-yard out opposite hash mark kind of thing. I don't think – I don't know if Zap has that. I don't know if Zappy has that in him. I see a lot of uh, – Brett Rippian or Brett Rippin in Bailey's app where you're like, okay, he can be smart. He has some good touch, but I just don't see the overwhelming ability to drive the ball. That should become pretty obvious in mobile, especially against these day two graded quarterbacks that are going to be down there uh, next to him. So I hope he, I hope he does well. It's an awesome story. I really enjoyed watching him at Western Kentucky this season, uh, but I do not, I wouldn't swing on him. If I could see some people saying like, Oh, you could take a quarterback in the first round and take another one in the third round. And Bailey Zappi is like, I'm not taking Bailey Zappi there, and I don't know why they brought him in instead of the guy that I would rather have in uh, Caleb Ellaby, who is the Western Michigan quarterback. Actually, I have it on pretty good authority that uh, Oklahoma was sniffing around Caleb Ellaby, that if he didn't declare, they were going to try to get him to Norman uh, this offseason uh, to be the quarterback there, which would have been interesting. But he's in the draft. I really like Ellaby. He's a fun one as well that you can take that, that farther down. NFL throws on the tape. Uh, but Evan coming in here, Evan Hotson. Happy Tuesday. Thank you, Evan, for uh, hitting us on the buzzer. That's That means a lot, and uh, happy Tuesday to you. Also, Brad coming in, Brad Murdoch. Don't recognize that name in here much, but it's been up here a few times today, so thank you very much, yeah, Brad. Welcome Good to the to show. Um, closing us out uh, with a bang. Appreciate y'all. Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate you so much, Scott. I think next Thursday, unless there's anything with the uh, the head coach coming down, we should talk a little bit Senior Bowl, just kind of some okay. prepping stuff for Bronco Country, um, because I'm looking over the list here, and there are a lot of names here that I am really excited about, especially in the trenches, just because... I'm very, I'm biased to the trenches. That's, that's my favorite to watch. It's just, 
the physical freaks are down there. So it's much more fun. Uh, the DWI guys coming in again, 25 pounds. Great show, gents in Broncos country. Thank you so much, Ethan. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you again tomorrow on Scott's channel over there. You guys are great. You guys can follow Scott and I on Twitter. Scott is at Scout Kennedy. I'm at Nick Kendall MHH. Also follow us at Huddle Up and at Mile High Huddle. If you guys like the gear, the mug, the hat, the beanie, et cetera, et cetera, go to huddleuppod.com to check out the gear there. A lot of listings. Rep your favorite show. Rep Mile High Huddle. Helps us a heck of a lot and helps, you know, supports the Broncos too because Mile High Huddle is uh, part of the Broncos. If you guys like the show as well, please go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star rating and a review, and that's a chance to win some of that gear as well. Uh, so if you do that, you got a chance to win the gear without even having to pay, which is great. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle and Facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle Pod. Join the communities there. Join the conversation. Draft season's kicking off. Head coaching stuff. Uh, all these, I'm seeing mock drafts constantly now. It's a lot of fun. Um, some people get tired of it. Not me. Send me your mock drafts at Nick Kendall MHH. We'll have fun. Uh, talk, talk guys. I haven't seen everybody. So you have some obscure cornerback from Oregon state in the seventh round. Probably haven't watched him, but, uh, <laughs> still a lot of fun. Um, make sure that you guys subscribe, like, and share to mile high huddle and head on over to Scott's channel at youtube.com forward slash C forward slash Scott Kennedy. Subscribe there. We will be live over there tomorrow morning at 8 AM mountain time to talk Falcons draft off season, uh, maybe recapping the playoff games that just were. Um, and at some point, maybe this is farther down the line, but like I need to do a little bit of crowdsourcing here too, but I want to like what the plan, what the bleep do you even do to stop the chiefs when they look like that? Just <laughs> cut, curl up in a corner and cry. Like, I don't even know. We'll have to figure it out. We're going to work through it this off season folks, but uh, any other chat uh, comments here that you want to get to Scott or anything on your mind before we get on out of here? No, I think uh, as Jeremy kind of closes about here, he says, like Scott said, the longer it goes, the better for O'Connell. Um, there's a thought process there for me on that one. You know, when I watched uh, the, the Falcons hired Dan Quinn, the first time that Dan Quinn got hired, it went radio silent for like three weeks because he was coaching the defense for a Seattle team that went on and won the Super Bowl. So if you hear nothing, if it starts getting real quiet, it's the guy that's still alive in the playoffs that they're targeting. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Man, uh, these guys are right. They're the, some of these trench players in the senior bowl. Exciting. We'll get into it guys. Love y'all <laughs> you get down here, man. I, I really do. This year is crazy because I have to go to now it's four weddings in the summertime and do you hear that? That's the sound of my vacation time. Just so you poof. should have been doing that when you were like 25, when, you know, everybody I know is getting married 28. So that's when they're getting divorced. And then you're, you're going to their second weddings at 32, 33. Nope. I, I, I think I'm friends with too many nerds. They had to wait until they, <laughs> that first crop was, uh, that first crop was broken up and go after the divorces. Um, but, uh, no, yep, guys, it'll be fun. That's, that'll probably be mostly my summer this year and some backpacking hiking trips as well. Um, but it'll be great. I'll get down there at some point. Mobile is like, Number one, I went to this combine four years and the combine is fun. Um, running into a John Elway who is a little bit inebriated is always an interesting story to tell your father who like, hey, I ran into my childhood hero. He definitely had a few bourbons, um, but yeah. it's a good time. Um, but we love you guys. You have a great one. Uh, we will see you tomorrow on Scott's channel. Make sure you're hanging out with us tonight. Um, it's going to be building the Broncos with Carl and I. Maybe we'll have an answer about the court, the head coaching position. We'll see. You guys are great. You guys are the best of MHH. Love you. See you later. Go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Good morning, Broncos country. <laughs>